0: Shall we lift up our voice and just thank God for today's uh, deliberation of the word of God. Let's thank God for the word that he has sent to us. We'll be reading the book of First Peter 3 to 5. And we saw what God said there. Let us give God praise. 1 Peter 3, 9. Let me read from verse 10. Really. For whoever will love life and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lives from deceitful speech. He must turn from evil and do good. He must speak peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And that is the, the scripture one thank God for. The eyes of the Lord is on the righteous, and his ear attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Let us thank God for his ears, his, uh, you know, his, his eyes are on us, and His ears attend to our prayers. Thank God for all the prayers that we have been praying, testimonies that have been coming even up to today. We still have testimonies from our members, testimonies of God's faithfulness, God's mercy, amazing testimonies, mind-blowing testimonies, I will call them, you know, things that when they will share them on Friday, many of us will be very, very much encouraged that the Lord is in the midst of us. Father, we bless your name. We thank you because your eyes are on us. For we are the righteousness of God through the blood of Jesus. And your ears are attentive to us. Oh, Lord, our God, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify thee. We praise you. 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 you. Thank God who answers all our prayers. Oh, our God and Father, we exalt and magnify your name because you answer our prayer. Lord, we bless you because you listen to our cry. We thank you because you put words in our mouths. And as you speak by your spirit, you make it happen for those that God has healed miraculously through this broadcast. For people who have received scholarships suddenly through this broadcast even in their university, post-university level. For people who God have given houses, they have bought houses within this period, people who have been promoted in their works within this period, people who have been born again during this program, within this period, for prophecies that God gave us from the month of April concerning the months to come, even especially concerning this month of August, September, and October, and it has started to happen, we begin to hear it on the news now, what God said to us that the government will begin to talk about from this month into the month of October. And he didn't catch us on that way. Let us thank God who speaks among us. The God who does not hide secret from us. As you read in the Bible, so we encounter in Christ with Tabernacle. We encounter the God of the Bible exactly as he did with the people of old. Let us ex- exalt his name. Let us magnify him for his grace and mercy. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we magnify your holy name. We thank you, Jehovah. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. Amen, amen. The second prayer I want us to pray is this. You tell the Lord, let the word I we hear today transform my life. Lift up your voice. I'm going to pray. Oh, Lord, my God, I pray thee. Let the word you will speak today transform my life. The Bible says he sent his word and he healed his people. And he delivered them from all their chains. So you tell the Lord, Father, the word that I will hear today from you will transform me. It will heal me spiritual and body. It will, it will make me whole. The word I will hear today will change my life for good. It will transform my heart to the word. That your name may be exalted. Father God, we thank you because you have had us. Thank you, Lord. And you have we answered pray our prayer prayer. cry. In we Jesus' pray anointed prayer. name we have prayed. Amen. Amen, amen and amen. Now today we are going to go straight into the word because today is uh, Bible studies. And after the Bible studies, we will now go into prayers. But while I was praying, I told you that, you know, one of the things we thank God for is that in Christ the tabernacle, God does so many miracles, including the fact that God does not hide from us what will happen in our nation for months to come. God tells us before they happen, and God tells us you will hear it in the news by this month, and it will build up to this month. And what God told us in the month of June, that by the month of August you begin to hear. If you have been listening to the news since yesterday night, you will have started hearing it. Really, the analysis was done yesterday night. And as God said that in the month of October, there will be a shaking upon the face of the globe because some of the things that are deep which was not revealed by the government will begin to come out and that will cause some panic and we can begin to hear information from the united nations if you have been watching the news and if you have been watching the news our own country too bbc have been talking about it itv talking about it Jazeera began to mention about it so i'm saying that god as he was in the bible as we read in the bible we encounter in christ's faith tabernacle we do not serve a god who will read these stories, but it's not happening with us? No. What about visions and revelations? People who have been coming to me who had visions and revelations, I'm talking about particular direction to their personal lives. And when I talk about vision, I don't mean a vague story. I mean instruction, godly instruction by angels of God telling a specific things that will happen, and those things are taking place. Now, happening among members. That is what I mean by vision. Not just somebody talking about. I saw this. I saw that. What does it mean? We don't know. No, 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 no. I'm talking about people who have who had instruction by God, the Holy Spirit, instruction by angels, instruction in their dream, revelation direct, which gave them instruction on what to do, what next about their life and stuff like that. And those things are so. And this makes my heart happy. And that's the reason why I said that you should pray. That uh, the same word that others. Come under. They are healed. They are transformed. They have testimonies, encounters. We now come under it. You want to pray also that God help me. Let the word we sent tonight transform my life. Which means that you have to approach this very lecture with a new type of mindset. A mindset that is expecting to hear God speak through man. And a mindset that expects the word of the Lord that will come to you today to accomplish the purpose of God has sent it. I will hand over to Uh, Reverend Omar, and then she will introduce about contribution, and then we'll start the people, you know, yeah, I have the names, you just tell us what you are going to contribute about, and then praise the Lord.
1: We thank God for what God has been doing in our midst since we started Lamentation, and I believe that we have all been blessed and put most of these things in practice. There we are going to. We, uh, last week we studied uh, Lamentation chapter two, so we are going to have a revision and a look through, and some of you will be contributing before we go into the uh, main one this evening, which is uh, Lamentation, Lamentations chapter three. So some of you have uh, texted and phoned in that you'll be contributing. Apostle will be calling your name, and uh, he's going to give you the time. We don't want anyone to waste time on. Anything that anyone has said, uh, uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So if someone has said it said something that you want to you don't say, have to repeat it. You don't have to repeat it so that we can have enough time. Even if you have to talk, just say brief and get out of it.
0: If I may interject, everyone have two minutes and I will stop you by two minutes. Okay. So what we what we are looking at, deliberation we're looking at is that last week or the last time, two weeks ago, I or three weeks ago really we have two yeah. two conventions. We looked at the book of Lamentation, chapter 2. We have looked at chapter 1, chapter 2. So, those who are contributing now are giving us a review of those chapters. And make sure that if somebody has spoken what you want to say, just go to other things you want to say. Because if God gave you the same thing as other people, is the Holy Spirit. One that is spoken, just go to the next one. And we want you to be spot on and point on. Go right to the point. And the Lord will strengthen and bless you. The first person is Dickness Bimbo.
2: My contributions stem from verses 18 to 22 of Lamentations chapter 2. Here Jeremiah with a broken heart pleads in prayer for godly repentance. As a result of the people mourning amidst the cruel yoke they were enslaved in. So Jeremiah pleaded in prayer for godly repentance by instructing the people to, to cry out to God to the extent that when the judgment of God came upon them, they were eating their children. And these things cause prophet Jeremiah to mourn and cry out to God. So there are some things I learned, especially from these five verses. These are, like some people complain and ask questions, like if you say there is God, why are there some bad occurrences, like wars and famines, to mention but a few bad events happening all over the world? One of the reasons, and I would say the most important reason, is that God Almighty is a just God. God's judgment, when He applies and administers justice, is no respecter of persons. He's not partial, I and mean, He has said in His Word that He will bless those who bless it, those He will bless those who obey Him, and cause those who disobey Him to the extent that, as we can see here in, in this verses 18 to 22, it's so painful to see that He's fulfilling His words that He has laid down in uh, now, So there is need for us to remember that whatever God says shall surely come to pass. Though God is, is long-suffering, but the time came for him to punish Judah for their long-time disobedience. And this was why God ordered their destruction by ungodly men and enemies. God has laid down, and I would say, my spiritual laws of reaping what you sow, rebellion, not fearing God, and especially disobedience, will lead to all these causes to come upon people who disobey and continue to sin against God. So we should not continue to disobey God or do evil and think. Who always run to God every time or to the sanctuary of God. As we can see in verse 20, this was what the priest and the prophet did to avoid being slain by their enemies. No, our God is not like that. He has an apportioned time for everything. Moreover, he is the holy God. Like uh, Mommy Omar tells us, you cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. So the wicked should abandon their wicked and sinful ways. As we can see also, Prophet Jeremiah's continual mourning for the people. And Momioma reminded us that God has planted us on the walls of our homes, on the Thanks. walls oh, of Lord. our churches.
3: Oh, Thanks. <laughs> I'd like, like to invite um, uh, Brother, Brother Eric.
4: Praise the Lord. Today I'll be contributing on Lamentations 2, verses 1, 3 and 50, which read, How the Lord has covered daughter Zion with the cloud of his emblem; He has held down the splendor of Israel from heaven to earth. He has not remembered his footstool in the day of his anger." In fierce anger, he has cut off every horn of Israel. He has withdrawn his right hand at the approach of the enemy. He has burned in Jacob like a flaming fire that consumes everything around him. All who pass your way clap their hands. They scoff and shake their heads at Daughter door to Jerusalem. Is this the city that was called the perfection of beauty, the joy of the whole earth? In the book of Exodus, we see that God led the way for Moses and the Israelites with a pillar of cloud in the daytime. And when Pharaoh tried to attack them, Pillar of cloud shifted from behind them to before them, and prevented the Israelites from advancing. However, now, God covered Israel not in the cloud of his glory, but in the cloud of his anger. And also, just as God held down Satan from heaven to earth when he was prideful, the splendour of Jerusalem was no longer from God, as the people too had been held down from their former glory. Thirdly, apostle used to sing a song, says, My horn shall be exalted like the horn of a unicorn and I shall be anointed with fresh oil. However, the horns of Israel were no longer exalted like that of the unicorn. In fact, God was so angry at their sinfulness and rebelliousness that the people showed, he cut off their horns altogether. Horns symbolized both military power, economic strength, and just general prosperity for God. When Israel lost their horns, they lost, among other things, their military strength, leading them open to attack from the Babylonians and other neighboring peoples. Then, to rub salt in the wound, the enemies of Israel, who had tried and failed to conquer the Israelites, jeered and laughed at what had become of the once great nation that controlled them. From the days of David, where Israel had physical strength, to the days of Solomon, where Israel truly became an economic power. Throughout this past week, we have been talking about purpose and how to achieve our purposes. On Sunday, Mami spoke to us extensively regarding youths and others that achieve purpose and ones that did not Israel sadly lost their purpose, and their sin led to their ultimate demise. Even to this day, we have never seen an Israel like that of Solomon, one of the great world powers. Now we only see a war-torn, disease-stricken, and impoverished shadow of Solomon's Israel, which the great leaders of which the great leaders of this world now fight over. So reiterating what I said last time, we as Christians must learn from the destruction of Jerusalem and stay strong in the Lord, because like that, the Church has also seen a dramatic fulfillment. As Paul predicted in 2 Timothy 4, many preachers have forsaken the true gospel and turned to a doctrine of prosperity and deception for the sake of money. Some have admitted and repented, others have not. Churches like CFD, who preach the true word of God, form a very tiny minority. And like Noah in the days of the flood, we are all God has left on this earth. So we must run the good race, fight the good fight, and not allow ourselves to be entangled in civilian affairs. Amen.
3: Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, I'd like to invite Derek.
5: Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Lamentations 2, verse 14 to 15. It reads, The vision of your prophets were false and worthless. They did not expose your sin to ward off your captivity. The prophets they gave you were false and misleading. All who pass your way clap their hands at you. They scoff and shake their heads at daughters' wrist. Is this the city that was called the perfection of peace, the joy of the whole world? And in this verse, it explains that people listened only to the prophets that gave good news. But the prophets that gave good news were just frauds and fakes. And they only spoke so that they'd be loved by the people. Although they probably knew that they'd be judged harshly by God. No one believed Jeremiah that Judah would come to an end. And they only believed that nothing like that would happen. And they were safe from being exiled or killed. But they soon realized the hard way. That Jeremiah was right. Even after Babylon came to rout Judah and barely left anyone alive, the majority of the people that survived were taken to exile. The people were now in poverty still, and the people who were now in poverty still did not listen to Jeremiah because they felt like it was strange that Jeremiah was still preaching like even, like that, even though they knew that Jeremiah was telling the truth. Although the people who passed Jerusalem were clapping at them, it was not an applause. They were clapping because they were laughing at the fact that Israel decided not to listen to God and this led to their doom. Many of the Israelites only realised that Jeremiah was right when they were in exile or when they had died. So plenty of them had died and the majority of them had died without fulfilling their purpose. This can relate to our everyday life because in this day and age, God has told us through Jesus that many people will say that they are ministers and say to people that they are the son of God and charging money for people who want to go to church. In conclusion, I'd like to say that we should not be fooled by people who profess to be ministers, and we should be able to follow God, so that even in the time of crisis, this time of crisis, we'll be able to stand up and not be afraid. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
3: Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Brother uh, Derek. Um, I'd like to invite Brother uh, Stephen. My contribution is going to be
6: centered on Lamentations chapter two, verse eleven, which reads my eyes fell from weeping i'm in torment within me my heart is pulled out on the ground because my people are destroyed because children and infants faint in the streets of the city now we can see here that jeremiah was interceding to god on behalf of his people jeremiah was weeping because of what he had seen and heard on the destruction that was taking place in jerusalem And what amazes me is that he's crying for the same people who, in the book of Jeremiah, they sought to take his life. Many times, he was faced with life and death. In Jeremiah, King Zechariah put him in prison. Jeremiah was thrown into his system. He was beaten. Many a times, they wanted to kill him, even from his own town. They wanted to kill him, yet when they were suffering, Jeremiah felt compassion towards them and interceded. To God on their behalf. So what we can learn from this is that if Jeremiah could have this such compassion for his people and in those times the Holy Spirit didn't live inside them how much more us who the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We need to make sure that we love everybody and we forgive everyone no matter how hard or how upset we may feel. We should separate, like Apostle says, we should separate the person from the conduct. Love the man, but hate the conduct. We need to love our enemies just like the Lord Jesus told us to do. We should love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. Jeremiah was praying and interceding for people who tried to kill him. We shouldn't have a self-righteous attitude, meaning that we don't care about what happens to our nation. In Ezekiel 20, and in other parts like in Jeremiah, we see how God wants someone to stand in the gap, to intercede for the nation, but there was none. We need to be that person who will stand in the gap for, for our nation, to intercede for others. It's very important that we don't focus only on ourselves, but like in this time of crisis, we need to pray for other people. We shouldn't just only pray for ourselves. We need to have compassion and love towards others. And what and in intercession, we shouldn't expect that it happens overnight. So when we're praying, we shouldn't expect the answer um, immediately, but we should carry on praying. We should pray until something happens. So we should push in intercession.
3: Praise Thank the Lord. You. us mercy.
7: Amen. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah, um, lamentation chapter 2 is all about God meting out his anger upon the nation Israel because they have rebelled and sinned against God. Verse 1 talks about how the Lord has covered daughter Zion with a cloud of his anger. May we not fall into the hand of the living God. Imagine, they were previously crowned with glory and honor, but now they they are now be crowned with the with the cloud of God's anger. Verse 4 talks about like an enemy, he has strong his bow, his right hand is ready like a foe. He has slain all who are passed pleasing to the eye, for he has poured out his wrath like fire on the taint of Daughter Zion. We all know that God used the hand of the Babylonians to make our judgment to the Israelites. But the young men the, and the young women, they were all killed and they were out there in the street. And also, even we in our days, we should take heed and ensure that we keep to the word of God. I know we have a covenant with God. When we walk with God, God keeps his covenant. But we also have responsibilities to keep the word of God. Because if we don't, then as the word of God says, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And going down further to verse 7, this really touched my heart. The Lord has rejected his altar and abandoned his sanctuary. He has given the walls of our palaces into the hands of the enemy. They have raised a shout in the house of the Lord, as on the day of an appointed festival. Even up to this very day, some of us that were opportune to visit Jerusalem, Israel, some few years ago, we went to the temple mount, but most of it is taken over by the Muslims. Up to now, you have the temple mount; most of it being taken over by the um, people that are not really God's and chosen ones. We could only pray outside the walls of Jerusalem. We could not go into the temple. So, as God spoke here, we need to take heed and ensure we keep to the Word of God, because the love of God. In his house, once that love is taken away, we are no more following the ways of Almighty God. God will depart from the sanctuary. What we live is his holy temple. And we are the temple of God. We've got to make sure that this is our body, our lives. We live a holy life so that we do not allow the spirit of God to depart from us. If the spirit of God departs from us, then the contrary spirit, the devil, will take over. may may not be our portion in Jesus' name. So a conclusion, we should ensure that we keep diligently in with and other parts of the scripture. We keep for the word of God and ensure that we don't depart from God's word so that we not be subject to God's wrath. May God help us all in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Praise the Lord. I think I can see Sister Philomena now. Um, and I'm going to invite you.
8: I'm taking my contribution from Lamentation Chapter 2. Verse 14, it tells songs about Jeremiah, lamenting about prophets, giving false visions and lies, and not preaching the message for the people to repent. It is still happening today. Some so-called men of God prophesy, saying, God says when God didn't say. They speak from their diluted minds to their congregation, telling them what they want to hear. We are privileged and blessed to be in the house of God, where we are taught the undiluted word of God, our Father in the Lord, Apostle Williams, an oracle of God. And when you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. Lies by prophets will not go unpunished, as we see in Jeremiah 28, verse 15 to 17, in the case of Ananiah the prophet. This will be as a deterrent to any prophets of God who speak lies in the name of God. And what makes some prophets not to hear is sin. We pray that God will raise more oracles, and we as Christians should imitate their faith. In conclusion, as believers, the greatest oracle of God we should emulate is Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through Him. Jesus is the way to everything. 1 John 14:6. Amen.
3: Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Mr. Um, I'm now going to invite um, Pastor Debbie.
9: Praise the Lord. I want to just start by saying that it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Because Lamentation Two, one to nine is all about God expressing his anger against the daughter of Zion, which is the church. But what stood out for me was the Lamentation chapter two, verse eight. It said the Lord determined to tear down the wall around the daughter of Zion. And I was just looking at the word determined, which means that God made a firm decision and it was being resolved, made a firm decision not to change his mind about his daughter of Zion. This is the church. So God, even though he was merciful and compassionate, there's a time that his mercy and his compassion runs out. So it is very important that we stay obedient. What are the things that could have grieved the Lord's heart? The sin of pride and rebellion and disobedience. And the Bible says that he destroyed the walls. So he removed the security. The walls signifies security. What are the things that make our life secure today? It could be our jobs. It could be our intelligence. It can be our wealth. It can be our health. It can be our friends. It can be our connections. It can even be our beautiful homes, our marital life. God can remove all those edge just because of sin. And God give us time and time and time again to repent. But if we still insist on being disobedient, being prideful, then he withdraw his mercy. We should not come to that point that God will withdraw his mercy. Because if God turn his back against a man, that man will be hopeless. So what is our learning here today? Our learning is that we should continue to be willing and to be obedient so that we do not fall from our secure position. It is God who has made us. And we want to depend on him for the rest of our lives. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name.
3: Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to um, hand back now to Apostle Amami.
1: Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for those uh, contributions. You have all done well. And I pray I pray that the word of God will remain with us forevermore. We will do everything that we continue to study, even all other ones and, the, and from the book of uh, Lamentation, in Jesus' name. Today we are going to the chapter three of the book of Lamentation. Always have it behind your mind that this is the lamentation of Jeremiah, in the midst of a terrible situation or in the midst of a terrible world. Today we look. Uh, we looked uh, before in chapter one and chapter two. We look at the anger of God and we look at the way the people have messed up because of their lifestyle in chapter 1. And in chapter 3, we are going to be looking at the hope in the midst of affliction. And then God's love. Towards the middle of that chapter 3 from verse 22 to 23, we are, going to be, we are also going to see the mercy of God, the faithfulness of God and, her, and the hope in the Lord. From that chapter, our God is good, but in the midst of all this, we cannot continue to sin and expect grace to abound. So let's put all this in our hearts as we go into the book of Jeremiah, chapter three. In that Jeremiah, chapter three, Jeremiah was actually seeking from his experience of affliction. He said, "Hope in well, the well, midst." Well, well, well. Oh, in the book of Lamentations, sorry, <laughs> my mind is on Jeremiah, Jeremiah, sorry about that. In that book of uh, Lamentations, chapter 3, hope in the midst of affliction. Now, let's hear Jeremiah see. He said, I am the man who has seen affliction. This is Jeremiah. By the rod of the lost rose. He has driven me away and made me walk in darkness rather than light. All this that he's talking about, complaining about his affliction, is because of the people. He said, indeed, he has turned his hand against me, again and again, all day long. These are the things that uh, Jeremiah suffered, because of the people. You can liken this to Jesus himself. He has made my skin and my flesh grow old. He has broken my bones, He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those long dead. And all this you can can see in Jeremiah 36. When the scroll was burnt by the king. All Jeremiah's effort to, to, to write out the word of God, the warning of God to the people. The king burned the scroll. And you can also see this in Jeremiah 37. You can write it against it. Jeremiah was imprisoned. And you can also see all this affliction to mention but a few in Jeremiah 38. Jeremiah was put in a system. He has walled me in so I cannot escape. Verse 7. He has weighed me down with chains. Even when I call out Or cry for help. He shuts out my prayers. He has barred my way with blocks of stone. He has made my path crooked. All because of the people. Like a bear lying in, in, in wait. Like a lion in hiding. He dragged me from the path. And mangled me and left me without help. These are all the things that Jeremiah have to suffer. So he's speaking to us about his affliction. And this is because of the people, the stiff-necked people. He drew his bow and made me the target for his arrows. He pierced my heart with arrows from his quiver. I became the laughingstock of all my people can also see this in Jesus' life when he was nailed to the cross. They mocked me in song all day long. He has filled me with bitter herbs. All this. Same happened to. if you're liking uh, Jeremiah's uh, affliction to Jesus' uh, pain that he has to go through for us on the cross of Calvary. And giving me gold to drink. He has broken my teeth with gravels. He has trampled me in the dust. I have been deprived of peace. You can see it was even hated by his own family, his own people. I have forgotten what prosperity is. So I say, my splendor is gone. And all that I had, and I had hoped for from the Lord, they are gone. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. In the midst of Jeremiah's affliction that he has mentioned as as he read in that uh, 1 to 20, he still had hope, In all his affliction. What does that mean to us? I don't know what you are going through. But I just want to say to us. Whatever we are going through. There is still hope. For the future. So let us stand on on the word of God. And trust him. And in that Jeremiah 3.22. What is this hope that Jeremiah has? He said because of the Lord's great love. We are not consumed. So in the midst of trials, in the midst of affliction, when you remember about the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts, we, we will not bother but glorify His name. for this compassion never fail. They are new every morning. You know the song already. Thank God for those songwriters that can read the Word of God and, and it can be meaningful and they can bring it out in songs. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So in the midst of Jeremiah's affliction, he always trusts God for his love and trusts him for his faithfulness as well. I say to myself, guess what he says to himself? Number one, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. This is in the midst of affliction. People coming against the word that God sent you. The stiff necked people, the type of people that Jeremiah is done to. But he still waited. He said, The Lord is my portion. The Lord is good to those who hope in Him. He trusted God that God is still good to me, even in the midst of all these things, because I have my life. So the one who seek Him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. To those who seek him, God is good to those who seek him, and it is good to wait for the salvation of the Lord. In the midst of all this terrible affliction, problems and trouble, he said it is good to wait for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. So all this thing that he was going through does not mean anything to him. As long as God is for him, he is secure in God. So let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust that may yet be whole. Let him offer his cheek to one who will strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. grace the midst of this affliction, as long as we submit to Jesus, it shall be well with us. I wrote again in that place, Matthew chapter 5:39. That is Jesus' example on, on the cross. And Matthew chapter 5, 41 to 45. And also, let us look at Jesus' example on the cross. They spat on him. They did a lot of things before he got to the cross. Yet the Bible said, like a sheep led to be slaughtered, he opened not his mouth. He said, for no one is cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. Whatever we are going through, God's love and his compassion remain forever. So great is the unfailing love of God. I want us to tap into this unfailing love of God, because there are some of us that goes through a lot of things. But once we tap into the unfailing love of God, things will get better and better. Therefore, he does, he, he, he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. This is Jeremiah's word of encouragement. But we just meet them on our crossroads. I will do the work of God. Things happen uh, around us, but let us just commit ourselves and fix our thought on Jesus. Therefore, he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to anyone. To so crush underfoot all prisoners in the land. To so deny people their rights before the Most High. to so deprive them of justice. would so not the Lord see such things? Who can speak and have it happen? If the Lord has not decreed it, is it not from the mouth of the, of the Most High that both calamities and good things come? Why should the living complain when punished for their sins? I can relate these, this scripture here. There are many followers of leaders that, that, that complain today when they are being told of for, 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 for good things. Many children complain when their parents discipline them. But he said, well, why should the living complain when punished for their sins? Even in their sin, in rebellion or anything, people still complain. For God wants us to be obedient to the call. He let us look at those words to guide our steps. Those words of prayer and how we can pray to be able to support each other when we find ourselves in the midst of terrible situations like this. He wrote here, he said, let us examine, number one. Peradventure you find yourself in the midst of calamities and problems and everything. Don't ask why. Examine yourself. Why should this happen to me? He said, let us examine our ways. Number one. And number two, and test them. In examining our ways, in testing our ways, we have to return to God in prayer. That is what the psalmist is saying to us here. For adventure, we are faced with uh, 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 trouble, trials, affliction, suffering, or anything. We have to go back to our knees." And, and, and examine ourselves. Number two, examine our ways and test, and test them. And let us return to God. Number three. Number four. He said, let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, we have sinned and rebelled and you have not forgiven. You have covered yourself with anger and pursuers. You are slain without pity. And that is what we see happen in Lamentation chapter 2. When the cloud is covered in the midst of God's rod. The heaven there is no rain. Things are not happening. The heaven has become bronze, like I said to us last week. We need to examine ourselves. We need to test our way. We need to return to the Lord. We need to lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, we have sinned. Confess our sins and say, we have sinned and rebelled and have not forgiven. As you have covered yourself with anger and and pursued us, you are slain without pity. You have covered yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can get through. You have made us come and refuse among the nations. These are the things we need to do when we find ourselves in a terrible situation. If not, Deuteronomy 28, 23 to 24 will happen to us. May that not be our question. Let us re-examine our lives. And God will respond to us in the midst of his anger. Hunger. 46. All our enemies have opened their mouths wide against us. We have suffered terror and pitfalls. Ruin and destruction. Streams of tears flow from our eyes. Because our people are destroyed. My eyes will flow unceasingly until the Lord, Lord look down, looks down from heaven and sees. What I see brings grief to my soul because of all the women of my city. The same thing happens to us when we begin to see the way people misbehave and they act to God. What I see, look at the way the people expose themselves on the streets of our nation. What our eyes see is even they are bringing it into the church. And even people from the church are copying them. May God grant us grace and wisdom to be able to restore godliness back in, into the household of faith. Those who are my enemies without curse. Hold me like a bird. That reminds us of Jeremiah 38, 6-13. to when Jeremiah was put in a system. He said, those who are my enemies without curse, you can put that against uh, uh, 52, because if you have to go back over to study, to look at it. Jeremiah 38, 6 to 13, against that 52, 54, 56. He said, those who are my enemies without curse hauled, haunted me like a bird. They tried to end my life in a pitch that is in the system. Thank God for the Ethiopian that God used for his rescue. And threw stone at me. Even that scripture did not tell us that they threw stone, but he's now reporting it in a genuine way to show us that he really went through a great uh, affliction as he delivered the word of God. So what is it that we are going through today? If people like Jeremiah went through it, we we'll go through it and we we'll survive it and overcome it in the name of Jesus. So the what the, the true stone at me. The water closed over my head, and I thought I was about to perish. I called on your name, Lord, from the depth of the peace. You had my plea do not close your ears. To my cry for relief i want us to be encouraged by this very part of this scripture that whatever you are going through jehovah knows jehovah sees and like he rescues and sent the helper of destiny to jeremiah will also do so with us in jesus name so be encouraged God is, will take you through in Jesus' name. Jeremiah was reporting in this area because thoughts of what he went through were coming back to him. He could see the way he was put in that system, modern system. He could see now he's telling us that they threw stone at him. But we read in that uh, uh, Jeremiah 38 6 to so 13, write it so that I can go and read it when we finish that he was, he was there, but God sent an Ethiopian, the pushers, had something, that was the name of that uh, very man, I don't want to um, uh, misrepresent, and call wrong thing. But this man came to be, to help the Rimaeus, they had to put rag together, so that he had something to support himself to come. So when the thought of what he went through came to him, he started reporting it here. He said, but the only thing that saved him was that he called On the name of the Lord. From the depth of the pit. Don't know what pit that we might be in. You know your own pit. I know my own pit. But all what God wants us to do is to call on his name. And it shall be well with us. You heard my plea. God is not a man that will not listen. When Jeremiah called from that pit. From that system. God heard his plea. Do not close your ears to my cry for relief, which you did not do. You came near when I called you and you said, Do not fear. Is there anything making us to fear today? I can hear God say, Do not fear. You came near when I called you and you said, Do not fear. You, Lord, took up my case. <laughs> You redeem my life. Lord, you have seen the wrong done to me. Uphold my cause. Jehovah sees, Jehovah knows. When Hagar was, 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 was sent out of the house, God sent his angel concerning her. And she was met in that wilderness. With her son, uh, Ishmael. God sent help to him. So Jehovah sees, Jehovah knows. When Jeremiah was in the system, he sent helper of destiny to him. When Jeremiah was in prison, we all know the story, he bought a land even while in prison. God sent helpers to him. So I don't know what we are going through now. God will send his angels concerning us us according to what he promised us in that book of Psalm 91 verse 11 he said he will send his angels concerning us so that we will not step our foot against stone as he carried the children of Israel which is one of my favorite scriptures in the book of Exodus 19 he says he carried the children of Israel during the time they were going through their wilderness through so the wilderness he carried them on wings and he saw eagle's with them wings. on eagle's wings Amen. Exodus 19 is there. So I don't know what the pit that we might have been here or the rough road that we might have been treading if God was there for the children of Israel, if God was there for Jeremiah, if God was there for other people in the scriptures, he will be there for us. Because Jeremiah has an assurance to, 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 to make us to know here in the midst of this affliction You can see God's love and faithfulness. God assisted him. He said, you uphold my curse. You have seen the depths of their vengeance. All their plot against me. Even his own family. But Jesus stood by. God stood by him. Lord, you have heard their insults. You you see, as I began to read this, I can see Jesus in the picture of this affliction. And everything that Jeremiah went through. tell said, you have seen the depths of their vengeance. Look at the way they start on Jesus. Oh, their plots against me. Look at the way they plotted against him. Someone that gave them life. Someone that healed them. Someone that was doing a lot of things for them. But when the time came, they were the ones that first shouted, crucify him. But God did not let his body to decay. Thank God for Jesus. Lord, you have heard their insults. Verse 61 all their plot against me. What my enemies whisper and mutter against me all day long. These are the Penina of our day. All Penina and the children, what they did to Samuel. You can see it here in this picture here. The same with Jeremiah, your household. What my enemies' whispered and murder against me all day long. Look at them, sitting or standing. They mocked me in their songs. can I see the picture of Penina here. Pay them back what they deserve, Lord. We don't need to tell God. God knows what to do. Amen. For what their hands have done. Pay them back for what their hands have done. God will actually deal with the matter properly. Put a veil over their hearts and may your curse be on them. Pursue them in anger and destroy them from under the heavens of the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words. So Just quickly read some of my notes here God's love and compassion. We can see God's love and compassion in this scripture, in this uh, Lamentation chapter 3, 1 to 66. In the midst of affliction or a confused situation, you can see Jeremiah experiencing God's mercy and God's faithfulness. When we sin against God, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our iniquity. It's not that Jeremiah sinned against God, but he was fighting the cause of the Lord. And yet he went through all these things. You can see hope of restoration and hope in the Lord's faithfulness, as Jeremiah experienced it. We must know and bear in our hearts that God punishes sin, for there is hope when we repent and come back to Him. And that reminds me of that song when I think about that uh, Lamentation 3.22. Said God said to Lord, never see his mercy never comes to an end. He said, They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. O oh Lord, great is thy faithfulness. Again, Jeremiah's reference to his own experience under affliction is something that we can also copy. Because I believe that Jeremiah would have written this lamentation so that we can uh, use it as an example. He was sharing his experiences with the people of Judah so that they can learn from them. You know, he made references to the way he was dealt with, but yet, thank God for the faithfulness of the Lord and thank God for God making him to, to, to overcome everything. This, he believed, will also help the people of Judah to know and learn how they can behave under such circumstances. In order to have hope of restoration, that they won't behave anyhow. We also see in this chapter severe and overwhelming shock of Jeremiah, the writer, who stressed on the afflictions, he stressed on the afflictions he experienced during the time of his crisis, knowing fully well that Jeremiah's suffering was because of his people. which can all also be likened to Jesus who died for the sins of the whole world. That you can see in Second Corinthians chapter 5. You can read from 8 to 21. But towards the end, he said, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, so that we can become the righteousness of God. You can also see reference, Psalm 22. We talked about how Jesus is uh, Born were broken but his body did not see decay. Thank God he rose again. And in that book of Isaiah 53 you read it from verse 4 to 10. Maybe I'll quickly read that to us before I conclude tonight. Isaiah 53 from verse 4. Let me read from uh, uh word Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. And that you can also see in the life of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was familiar with sufferings. Like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities. And carried our sorrows. Yet we consider him stricken by God. Smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed by iniquity. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds or strides, we are healed. We are like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. the same thing in Jeremiah's time. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Abraham suffered for the message that God has given to him. Because he was sent with, 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 a, with a dangerous message. He was oppressed and afflicted. This is Jesus here. Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb, to, to, to be, a sheep to be slaughtered. And as a sheep before her, shearers, silent. So he did not open his mouth. But by oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living. Look at that prime age that Jesus was taking off. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though so he had done no violence referring to Joseph de Ramatea who carried the cross and bought a grave for Jesus. Nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yes, it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hands. But the Lord bless the vision of His Holy Word. You so can read the rest when you get home. And here, as I conclude, that I, I, as I have 24, uh, four to ten, you have seen. Knowing fully well that the consequence of sin is death. Which you can see in the book of Romans, chapter five, verse twelve. Romans six twenty three, Ezekiel eighteen twenty. But in the midst of all these afflictions, all these problematic people, you can see God's grace rather than punishment. God was supposed to punish them for their sins. But yet, it was his faithfulness and mercy that we see from that chapter 3, Lamentation 3, 22-23. Despite the horrors of problem that Jeremiah went through, There is hope in God's love and mercy. That is what you can see in that Lamentation 3, 1 to 33. He went through a lot. He talks about his experiences, his affliction, his his prison experience, his system experience, his prison experience, how he wrote. You can imagine, after writing a lot of uh, 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 words, and you submit it, and that word was destroyed. or your computer, some of us have experienced it. Your computer just make everything to go. How you will feel? In the, in the case of Jeremiah, the king was just burning it as the words were being read. In that Jeremiah 36. But yet, these are the things that he has to go to for, for the sake of the Lord. Despite all the horrors and the problems that Jeremiah went through, there was hope. He was still hope in God and in His love and His mercy. And you can see from chapter 3, 44 to 46, upon their new repentance there will be forgiveness and deliverance. Jeremiah's uh, anguish or extreme distress and hope. Jeremiah gave a personal testimony which paralleled the experience of the city as a whole. And that you can see in that uh, Lamentation 1-2. The people also felt forsaken by the Lord. These are some of the things that happened to him that he was writing this lament, when he was writing, writing this lamentation. Referring to his own experience under affliction as an example, as how the people of Judah should behave under their own experience, so as to have hope of restoration. Thought of all what he went through came back to him. Those thoughts came back to him when he got to that. Uh, Lamentation chapter 3, 52 to 57. That is why Jeremiah mourned. Because there I said, Jeremiah mourned. Why? Why did he mourn? Why was he mourning? Why did he mourn chapter chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3? The same thing. Jeremiah mourned for all these reasons. We can compare Lamentation chapter 3, 52 to 57 with Jeremiah 38. Six to thirteen, which is the experience in the system. Let us not just hear now and just go back and sleep on it. Let us go like Berean Christians and read all these scriptures I'm giving to us. Why did Jeremiah mourn? Why did he write lamentation? Apart from what happened in the destruction of the temple and the punishment of the sin of the people in chapter two, why did he mourn? You can see in Jeremiah thirty-seven. Jeremiah was put in prison. Why did Jeremiah mourn? Jeremiah mourned. In that Jeremiah 36, the burning of the scroll started doing a lot of what God dictated a lot of things to him. Baruch took the dictation and everything. By the time they got to the king to be telling the king what happened, the king took it like uh, some rubbish. He started burning it on the fire. And make somebody to mourn because people are not taking the word of God seriously. And that is exactly what is happening today. Many people are mourning, many leaders are mourning over their churches. Many parents are mourning. Friends are mourning their friends. And that you can see, you can see love in action in this Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 3, when it gets to that t- 22. The Lamentation chapter 3 reminds us that the faithful love of the Lord never ceases or ends. In the midst of all these things that is happening left, right and center, God is still love. Let us have that heart of God to love. And instead of uh, getting angry, let us just continue to love. The Lord will guide our hearts and give us a heart of flesh to love. His mercies are new every morning. His compassion will never fail us. God's faithfulness is great. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 24. The Lord is our help. And let us put our trust in him. Despite all that Jeremiah went through in his lament, he spoke of God's love and faithfulness. I don't know what we are going through now, but God wants you to continue to speak about his love. And to speak about his faithfulness. The Lord's love never fails and is always available. You will always have what you need to thrive or flourish or prosper. When you love others, you cause them to try as well. Faith comes off to conquer. For in these verses, the prophet concludes with some, with some words of comfort. Prayer is the breath of the new man. Drawing in the air of mercy in petition and returning it in praises. It proves and maintains the spiritual life. And this silence their fears and make their spirits to be calm as well. Hence God's response. Fear not in that verse. I did not remember to read that verse. Though. I want to tell us in the midst of affliction or anything that we are going through. I want to encourage us to fear not. This was the language of God's grace by the witness of his spirit with their spirits. And what are all our sorrows compared to those of our regime. Let's take note of this. We deliver his people from every trouble and revive his church from every persecution. He will save believers with everlasting salvation while his enemies perish with everlasting destruction. I rest my case here. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. Amen. But whatever we are going through, let us always see God's faithfulness and God's love, and it shall be well with us, in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Yes, we are going to pray from the book of Jeremiah. Two major things that I want you to recognize, as uh, Reverend Omar has been telling us. The, the book of Lamentation speaks about God's judgment on the, on the ungodly nation. That is Israel that have gone godless, and God will not spare them. However, when God was punishing the sins of Israel, the soul of Jeremiah is being tormented. And that is similar to Christ and the world, like she has said. But I want us to recognize this in verse, um, six, uh, verse um, 39. He says, why should any, chapter 3 of lamentation, we are looking at verse 39, why should any living man complain when punished? For his sins. Let us examine our ways and test them and let us return to the Lord. Alright, then verse the 41 says, Let us lift up our hearts and our hands to God in heaven and say, We have sinned and rebelled and you have not forgiven. Now, what the key thing there is this if you are suffering at all or anything. This is, some things are happening to you And it's contrary to what God says should happen to a believer Remember where you are falling We are going to bow our heads now We are going to ask God for mercy Begin to pray for mercy Lord have mercy on me Lord have mercy on me I repent before you Tell the Lord if you know a particular thing You are doing wrong Ask the Lord to, to, to forgive you Tell the Lord you are sorry For those ways of behavior we read yesterday from the book of First Peter, chapter one and two, where God was affirmatively telling us. If I read it as you are praying, asking God for mercy, in chapter one of First Peter, God said, um, in verse um, verse thirteen. Therefore, prepare your mind for action. Be self-control. Set your hope fully on the grace. God has given you. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires of this world. Verse 14. If there is any way you have conformed, ask the Lord to forgive you. Because if you conform to the evil desires of this world, that is what made God punish Israel in the time of Jeremiah. And that is one of the things that lamentation is talking about. You are not supposed to have misfortune as a child of God. But if you if you conform to the evil desires of the world and you think you get away with it, God will punish iniquity. He says, where you used to live in, where you were in ignorance, we cannot be doing the things you are doing in the world. Now that we are born again, if you do it, you will have you will punish for it. So ask the Lord to forgive you. He says, but just as your heavenly Father is holy, be holy in all that you do. And chapter two, in verse one it says, get rid therefore. Of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. Tell the Lord to just have mercy on you. Pray that the Lord will flush your mind of every activity and attitude of the world. The love of the world is limited to God. And these are the things that bring uh, affliction and punishment to God's people. So tell the Lord, as Jeremiah said, forgive me. cleanse my heart and my mind. In verse 2 of chapter 2 of Peter, it says, Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by by it you may grow up in your salvation. So ask the Lord for strength now. Ask the Lord to give you strength. Back to that, your lamentation. Ask the Lord to give you strength, because if you look at verse 22 of chapter 3, he says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. Yes. Tell the Lord, extend your love to me. Have, mercy, yes. on me, have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have, have mercy yes. on me, Lord. Tell the Lord, extend your love, your hand of the Lord towards me.
1: Yes.
0: Have compassion on me, for your compassion never fails. Yes, Tell the Lord, I have sinned yes. and fallen yes. short yes. of your glory. Yes. I ask you for mercy. Cleanse me with the blood of the Lamb. Yes. Tell the Lord, cleanse my mind from all evil thoughts. I have used my eyes wrongly. I have used my mind wrongly. Tell the Lord, I'm so sorry. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Purify me before you. Let your compassion be, you know, let it reach me. Stretch out your hand of compassion. He says, for the love of God, we are not consumed. And his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Tell the Lord, extend your love and compassion towards me.
10: Lord, in this very
0: season, extend your love and compassion towards me. Now begin to pray for protection.
10: Yeah,
0: from so within now to the end of this year, Lord,
10: Lord, protect, me, Lord
0: protect us from all Lord, evil. Lord, Tell the Lord, Lord, protect, Lord me protect me from all evil. Everything, Lord everything Lord, the devil Lord, will throw at this world, protect me and my family. Don't, don't let it touch of of us. Protect Father, protect my in my
10: the family. name of Jesus, Christ, my Father, my
0: name of Jesus Christ, Christ of Nazareth,
10: in the shaking that
0: is coming in the month of October, do not let me have part in
10: it. Father, protect. The Bible say, He that
0: dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of Your might
10: Yes, I will. Tell the Lord. I dwell under your shelter.
0: I abide under your shadow.
1: Father, Lord, protect
0: me. Spread your wing over me,
1: over every member of my church. If you are from any other church, pray
0: for all members of your church in the name of Jesus. That Lord, let the blessing that will come to the end of the year before
1: where your judgment
0: will God, let it bypass me.
10: He said, "When I see the blood, I will pass over you."
0: Tell the Lord, let let your judgment pass over me because of the blood of covenant. Let infirmity pass over me. COVID will not reach my house. It will not reach my family. Pray and tell the
10: Lord. COVID and sickness, infirmity, judgment of God will evade me. They will not reach
0: my family. They will not reach my house.
10: They will not touch anyone that could be afflicted and it will affect me. Pray for the covenant of God over all your family members. In between now and end of this year,
0: the judgment that is passing will not come near you.
10: Tell the Lord the rot of God will not branch in my house. Cover us with
0: the blood of Jesus.
10: Cover us, us with the
0: blood of Jesus. Let's pray for everyone now that God will secure our jobs.
10: Many more people will be
0: retrenched as we go to the end of August. It will increase in September and October will be very deep.
10: When the recession is going to be very deep. And
0: it cannot be covered anymore. And many will lose oh, their jobs. Father, Pray Father, and Father, tell God,
10: well, oh God, protect my job. In Increase me that in, in wealth.
0: Promote oh, me in the time.
10: Yes. The Bible yes. says yes. in the
0: time of Famine. My oh, people Father, will enjoy plenty God, tell, coming, tell the Lord In this farming that is, coming, that is pour coming Pour your plenty upon our house plenty, pour, pour your plenty, plenty upon our churches Pour your plenty our upon our people the In the name of churches. Jesus Pray and for yourself
10: We will
0: not have part in this
10: Father we pray in the name
0: of Jesus Christ of Nazareth
10: Let your mercy be upon us Let your mercy be upon us Let your mercy be upon us Upon us. Let your, your mercy be upon us,
0: every oh that Lord every our God.
10: Father, we bless Jesus and glorify your holy faithful. name, even when we are faithful, of God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are, we are free with us. Amen. amen.
0: Now, I will read you three more prayers in the book of First Peter. We read today, chapter 3, verse 10 to 12. It says, Whoever loves life. And, and see whoever will, will love, whoever will love life and see good deeds must keep his tongue from evil. so if you use your tongue to speak evil it can it can reduce your lifespan on earth? and it lives from deceit deceitful speech. And the King James said from God, your tongue, your lips." and he say he must turn from evil and do good." Why? Because everything you do is a seed. And if you plant a seed, you must reap the harvest. So if you, if you did evil, you will reap the harvest, even when God has forgiven you. That's the reason why Christians have a time in their life they'll be having evil and, and, and good happening, because the good is the blessing, and the evil is the harvest of evil you have done. It says they must turn from evil and do good. You must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord is on the righteous, that is those who seek peace and pursue it; those who withdraw will, will from evil; those who withdraw from speaking God and their tongue. His ear is attentive to their prayer. We're going to pray. Lord, assign your messenger to the door of my lips. Do not let Satan catch me by my words and by my lips. Lift up your voice and begin to pray.
10: Father, in the name of Father, assign your messenger messenger to the door of our lips, O God. Tell the Lord, Sanctify my tongue, O God, with your fire. Sanctify my mouth, O
0: God. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks.
10: Tell the Lord, protect my heart from evil. Protect my
0: mind from evil. My sight from evil. Not everything I see should generate thoughts tell the Lord, sanctify, put a filter of my eyes, a filter of my mind, a filter of my, my heart so that evil will not penetrate me, evil will not penetrate my mind in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is a good report, if there be any virtue or praise, consider. So tell the Lord, Father, help me to consider good things. Help me to think of godly things.
10: Father, Lord, assign your messenger at the door of my heart. Sanctify me True and
7: true, true and true, true and true true true. Protect my tongue from speaking evil my lips from freaking God.
10: Father, help me to forgive others who have, who have sinned against me. The Bible says, seek peace and pursue it. Help me to be at peace with all men. Seek peace
0: and pursue Tell the Lord, help me to bury my pride so that I can seek peace and I can pursue peace. Tell God anything that can hinder my holiness, Father, take it away from me. Any attitude that can hinder my righteousness, take it away from me lord oh, I, I pray thee i pray thee i pray thee i pray thee I, the, the, the,
10: I pray thee
0: the, i pray, pray thee the
10: tell the lord purify my mind purify my, mind. Purify my purify heart oh god father we bless your holy name in jesus anointed name we are praying you are going
0: to pray more on these attitudes the second chapter we read today chapter four peter Verse 1 says, Therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourself also with the same attitude. We are talking about attitude now. Because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. As a result, he does not live like the rest of the of his earthly life, in the rest of his earthly life for human evil human desires. When you are born again, you are not supposed to be worldly anymore. That's what he's saying. Stop it. Stop it completely. So that your profession of salvation will not be in vain. Mm. I will again now. Mm. You don't tell me that oh, I pray, God answer me. Ungodly pray and God answer them. Mm. The Bible is saying that <clears throat> because it cost God his life, Jesus paid the price so that you and I can be saved. Haven't been saved. Why should we entangle ourselves with the worldly things again? He mm. says Change your attitude. If you are born again, your attitude should be born again attitude. And he says that you deliver yourself from anything that is earthly. Evil desire, but rather for the will of God. So that this is the will of God. This one will pray that God deliver my heart from evil desire. Let my heart seek after the will of God. Begin to pray in the name of Pastor Jesus Christ. Of
10: deliver God. my
0: heart, oh God, from evil desire. Deliver my mind from evil desire. He says, as a result of the death of Jesus, He does not live. You do not live again. And for atle- your earthly life. For evil human desire. Friends that will take you to the world. Friends that will take you to worldliness. Tell the Lord, take them away from me hold the relationship away from me. Yeah, any relationship that will suppress sh- my back back back. spiritual any life, any Father, destroy it completely. Don't let it like come it near it my house. Don't it let it come near my door. Don't let it come near my family. Every relationship that Satan set up to destroy my life, Father, destroy it, destroy Totally Don't let take them away from me. Do not let them come near me.
10: From Tell the Lord
0: every attitude of my heart of the past. Let them be totally disconnected. That I will not go back to my vomit. In the name of Jesus, we do not live after human is evil desire any longer. What we have been doing as pagans, we will never go back into it. Father, debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. Deliver our heart. Deliver our mind. Deliver, deliver our flesh, deliver change our attitude, change our attitude, change our attitude, change our attitude. Holy God, Ghost, Christ sanctify, Christ. Us sanctify us true and true, that
10: your name, your name be
0: glorified. Jesus Prepare us Lord. for the convention coming.
10: Oh oh In Jesus' anointed name Thank we are praised. Amen.
0: Amen. If I read to you that verse 2, it says, As a result of the death of Jesus, you do not live the rest of your earthly life for evil human desire, but rather for the will of God. That is why we must do. We must not continue to live for evil desires of this, but for the will of God. Verse 3 says, and that is First Peter 4, mm-hmm. verse 3, For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, mm-hmm. living in the boundary, in loss, in drunkenness, orgies, carousing, detestable idolatry. Mm-hmm. Now that we are born again, he said, The think is strange that you do not plunge with them into the same flood, of dissipation, and the heap abuse on you. If your former friends who are worldly can take you into the worldly practices, then you lost your salvation, Mm -hmm. or you're on the way to lose it. Mm -hmm. Because it says that when you don't practice those things with them again, all the accordingly practices they do, your family, they call you for it, they say in the name of marriage, in the name of, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, barbarian or ceremony, you say, no, 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 I'm a Christian, I don't do this again. He says they will all insult on you. But if those people do it and you send money to them, then you are partaking in them. So you are no more a God worshiper. You are an idol worshiper. Because you have given them your own uh, approval. Seed of approval. And this is what he said. Now that you are born again, be different in the attitude of your mind. There are many scriptures in, the, in, the, in what we read. Some, some, uh, verse 7 of that chapter verse says: The end of all things is near. Therefore be clear-minded and self control so that you can pray. So if you are not clear-minded and self-control, you cannot pray. God cannot answer the prayer. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers multitude of sin. You cannot be grudging with a member of the church or a another Christian for what reason? You cannot hate them for what reason. Whatever they have done, let them go. Offer hospitality to anyone without grumbling. When you do hospitality, you don't have to grumble. You are not compelled to do it. Anything you do, to help other people, don't go and pretend that if, it not, if it's not me, who helped you? You know, you know? You know what it is. You don't say things like that. Because God is the one who permitted you to do that. Each one should use whatever gift you have received to serve faithfully, administering God's grace in the various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as speaking the very word of God. Verse 11 I'm reading. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides him, so that in all things you may praise the name of the Lord. Now, I want us to to lead you to one prayer before we stop. You know, in the book of First Kings that we read yesterday, uh, Pastor um, Ben, ben he, he prayed from this scripture, but it's the scripture for today. That is after, after 13, the man of the man of God from Judah. The Bible never tells us the name of the man, and all what we will know about the man is that he's a man of God from Judah. This tells you that in the time of all these major prophets. There are other minor prophets all over the place there, too, that God used them for other things. It's not that the whole of Israel has become devilish. In this time, Jeroboam was ruling over Israel, as you have been reading, and he had built up altars for Lucifer, altars for idols. He had appointed priests from people who are not called into priestly because he's assigning them a new order of priesthood for, for Lucifer. But then you have the Aijah, the man of God who prophesied concerning him. He was still alive, but he's getting old. And then you have this young man, the man of God from Judah. One thing about the man of God from Judah is that he had the word of God. Go and warn Jeroboam. He went and won Jeroboam just by the altar. Jeroboam and the man prophesied to the altar, and the altar split instantly. It broke into two. So Jeroboam got angry and stretched his hand to grab the man. His hand became withered. He had to beg the man, and the man pleaded to God, and God healed Jeroboam. Now, when Jeroboam asked the man, come and eat in my house, and I will bless you. The man said, the Lord, the word of the Lord that came to me, told me, do not eat in that place. Do not go by the road you came by. All right, so the king, he prevailed over the king, the temptation of the king. Then he started going through another way as the Lord told him. But while he was going on that way, suddenly an old man of God, who was with Jeroboam, you know, all of them who are with Jeroboam have compromised their faith. So this old man of God is one of those who have compromised with idol worshiping. He's no more a man of God. Okay, he had lost it. He now said, where did he take? They told him he ran, he went to him and said that, you know, come, 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 come back. Let me host you. And the man told him the same thing, that the word of the Lord came to me and said to me not to go back, not to eat and stuff. And you know what that old man of God said? The old man of God said, angel told me. Who is superior, God or angels? How did that man of God from Judah, the young man, why, what made him follow this old man? Respecter of man. Respecter. Oh, he's a big name. He's a popular man. He called me. I must go there. I must be involved. I must be identified with them. Oh, let me invite them to my pulpit. That is what killed many people. That is what killed the man of God from Judah. A fallen man told you, lied to you. How will he? He's only lying because he doesn't hear God anymore. How many people have fallen on earth today because of their respect of man, not respect of God? When you have fear, when you respect a man. And the man is no more doing what God's will is. You cannot respect his word. You respect him as a human being. But you cannot allow him to tell you what God is saying. It's not him. God, the word of God has left his mouth. It doesn't matter how many crowd he carries that follow him. Where the lie will be always be teeming with, with people. Where the truth is, there's very, very few who go there. Jesus said, it, broad is the way that go to hell. Narrow is the way that go to, to, to life. Where you teach in truth, many will not come. I tell you. And the, the, the few who come, or those who come, they are people who really want to go to heaven. So, the reason why he was shipwrecked was that he respected man above God. You are going to pray that God help me that I will not in my life respect man above you. Help me, oh God, so that I will be able to trust you totally. Deliver me from the attitude of respecter, of man. Lift up your voice and begin
10: to pray.
1: And tell the Lord to also give you a sound me,
10: mind me, to know me, when I God is speaking. Man, in the name tell God, give me sound mind. If anybody me, is
0: a man of God and they have if fallen, me help me not to continue, continue to exalt a, a fallen man. A help, a man. Fall help me to exalt your word above man. Give me discernment that I will not be shipwrecked. By those who are falling away. Oh Lord my God. Deliver my soul. Deliver my soul.
10: Deliver my soul. Oh God.
0: my soul. Father
10: we pray thee. Tell the Lord. Help
0: me to honor your word. And respect and fear you only. The only true God. Thank you Father God.
10: To in Jesus'
0: in anointed name, name, we are Jesus. praying.
10: Amen.
0: Let me tell you this before I hand over the power, I will take the office. Look, I was sharing with my own family. When you have a relationship with men of God who have popular name, be very careful. You can receive any man, whether he has a popular name and the whole worst is praise, or is just an ordinary man hiding in somewhere and people don't know him. It is not people that the word sing their praise it is the people that the word of the lord is in their lips that you respect and honor I remember I <clears throat> was always investigate also every word given you by any minister especially when it comes to destiny a prophet of god cannot say this is your wife forget it he is not the one who will marry that woman if a third party tells you this is your husband or this is your wife god has not spoken until God speaks to you. I remember, I tell you this and you'll learn from me. Tomorrow I'm going to teach on this very area because we're going into Holy Ghost Convention and I must prepare your heart and mind totally for that. If you look at what God is doing, God is coding our minds so that we can receive on the last week of the month. <clears throat> My spiritual father, I'll talk more about that in detail tomorrow or next. My spiritual father, uh, Prophet Joseph uh, um, Obadari. You know, both of us, myself and him, came from the loins of Apostle Baba Babalola, and the things that Babalola taught, Babalola continued to teach, and he raised me directly. Babadala. really, I was heading Europe for him. His work working Europe eventually. But the day that we, we, you know, you know, he he had a vision and told my wife that your your husband is a minister. He said yes. God told told me to tell. uh, want me to tell you to tell your husband that he should work with me. Okay, so I came from from England back to Nigeria and my wife told me, I said, okay, no problem. Let me just seek God first. After seeking God, God said I should go to him. Regarding that, God told me to go to him. When I got to him, he said, my son, he was so happy. He said, do you know why I called for you? I said, what, sir? He said, the Lord told me that you should go back to London and head my work for Europe. That's the big offer. He is a man, the President of Nations, if he calls for them, they will cancel meetings to, to, to attend to him. He is a man that shook the, the, the land of Nigeria. And they respect him all over Europe, Africa, and stuff like that. So, but the offer is not important to me. What is important to me is that did God really say so? So, I said to him that, Baba, thank God for what God told you. He hasn't told me that. Had it been that God has spoken to me and you are confirming it, then that is God. But you are telling me what God has not told me. God hasn't spoken, sir. He said, what did you say? I said, God has not spoken because I am the one that you are telling. And God did not tell me what you are telling me. He said, oh. He said, what then? I said, give me five minutes, sir. Heaven is not far.
1: Uh-uh.
0: If God spoke to you, in five minutes I will hear him. He said, okay. He went into his room, and he told me after the old day that he went to his knees and said, God, don't disgrace me. He said, he said to God that nobody ever challenged his authority as a prophet of God. But this young man, oh my God. So when he went to his room, he went to pray. I just sought God. I asked God, what's going on here? Why do you not tell me? What is telling me? Are you the Lord speaking to him? And the Lord said, yes, I am. I said, then why did you not tell me and you spoke to him about me? Is my destiny. Yes, the Lord said, yes. The truth shall be confirmed by two or three witnesses. as you said. And the Lord said, look at. And I saw in an open vision. Within five minutes, I saw Liberia. And I saw war coming up in Liberia. And the Lord said, tell him when he comes. My son. That is my own spiritual father. God said, tell him that there's going to be war in Liberia in six months. If his pastor there, you, know, you should tell him to leave. If he does not leave, the war will catch up with him. I said, what about this job he wants me to do in London? And the Lord took me to London. This church in London. I've never been there and showed me that church. And showed me the members of the church and a man who God said, this is the man that is causing the hindrance in that church. When you get there, you take him out. And God told me, when you are six months, this is the number of the church. When you are nine months, this is the number of the church. This is what I will do. This is what I do. And God showed me the whole thing I will do. How people will come and the church will increase and multiply and stuff. And God showed me all that. Five minutes, Baba came in. I said to me, my son, what did he tell you? I hope you had me. I hope you had me. This is Apostle Williams. This is 2000. And this was 19... 19- 1988 This is 1988 That I'm telling you You know 1988 to 2000 Is how many years That is 88 88 to 90 Is true. 12 years 12 years plus 20 years 32 years ago I was in my 30s Are you with me now So my spiritual father told me And I said wait Ah, huh? God is not far. You listening to me, you have to sort yourself out within now and the end of this coming week. You must hear God clear. You must hear God clear. And my spiritual father said that this is the reason why God told me that you should go ahead, my church, because he said, I've been looking for somebody who can challenge what God tells me. He said, Sometimes God will speak something to me, it will look so ridiculous and hard. And I, wa- I wanted somebody who can come to me and say, the Lord just said this to you, and this is God speaking, sir. He said, I don't have such. Anything I say, everybody agrees. He said, I want someone who can disagree with me, but God is the one speaking to him, or can agree with me because God is speaking to him. Something that God has told me, I've never said it. I want someone to come and tell me that, that God has spoken to me about this. And he had told me he has spoken to you so that like we can walk together. He said, I thank God. He began to dance that I I thank God that at last I found someone that can we can rub mine together. I am looking for that among you as well. I'm looking for that among you. We are going to pray one more prayer. I'm going to tell the Lord, anything that clogs my heart and my mind, from hearing your audible voice, from seeing vision, from seeing trans, Lord, take them out of me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, Lord, make me an, an, instrument in person, an
10: instrument in your hand. Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, anything, that clogs, my anything that, that clogs my mind and my, my heart, every, form of, my heart. My you. every, every form of laziness is seeking you. God. Every, every of form of pride is seeking you. Father, take it out of me. Give me a humble spirit. Give me a heart
0: that truly desires you to a heart that really seeks your face oh God, a heart that can never be tired, a heart that does not philosophize you, a heart that submits to you, a heart that truly loves you oh God, a heart that will hear you oh God, a heart that will touch heaven oh God a heart that will hear your voice oh God give unto me oh Lord, in the next few days oh God, change me totally, transform me completely that I may hear you and speak with you mouth to mouth oh Father
10: that
0: is who I am. Oh Lord, make a new man of me. That your name be exalted. Thank you, Father, because it's done. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. May the Lord answer your cry. I say the King of heaven will answer your cry. May the mercy of God surround you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary. May he grant you support from his Zion. May the Lord encourage you in this season. And remember all your giving, all your sacrifice, commitment to him. And may the Lord accept your bond offering Amen. from you. May the one who gave wisdom and knowledge and assignment to Solomon, may he grant you the desires of your heart. Amen. As Solomon asked him and he answered, may he answer the cry of your heart. Amen. And may the Lord make all your plans succeed. The Bible says in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter seven, from verse seven, it says, After Solomon had finished praying, and then he had finished building the temple, and then they also carried out what is in his heart, his royal palace. He said the Lord appeared unto him. Ability to complete, receive in the name of Jesus. Ability to fulfill what is in your desire, receive in the name of Jesus. Ability not to faint in your pursuit in life. When the, when when, the, when when your body gives up, the Spirit of God will kickstart you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Ability not to stop, not to give up, to keep going until you reach the end of your race and until you succeed in what God has said you. Receive the resilience in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Ability that will not accept any bad news at the end of the road. That will turn every bad news to challenge and that will change it to, to, to try, triumph in the name of Jesus. Receive such ability. Yes. The Lord will make all your plans succeed. Yes. You will shout for joy when you are victorious. You will raise up the banner of the name of the Lord and may the God of better who appeared unto Abraham and promised him. confirm the promise in Isaac. Fulfill the promise in Jacob and I hand you. May he look at your request of this year and the rest of the month of August. May he fulfill your request. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father mm-hmm. and the Son mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit. In
3: Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Amen. Amen. And the Lord strengthen and bless you. Mm-hmm. Amen.